0: Welcome to The Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from The Kowal Investment Group, The Retirement Specialists. The clinic is open. I mentioned it's the Still Spitz show before the uh, break, and the Redefine Realty guys, what are you talking about? It means Aaron Spitzner and Joe still are here. I think that's got a ring to it, Still Spitz. Yeah. You guys don't mind it? Oh, we love it. We, um, you know, we love doing the show,
1: uh... Uh, today is filled with love because it's February. We we love our
0: job. Um, it's not Valentine's Day yet. Though. I, I know it's hard to believe, but um,
1: we actually love uh, doing financial plans and and uh, helping people put a retirement plan together and building an investment portfolio. Do you love the weather?
0: Uh, it's over. I do not love. weather. It's above weather, zero. But oh, then we love it. Yes. Then it's okay. I bet you. Here, I'm just taking. I'm going to venture to guess that you, Aaron Spitzner, love this weather. I, I I don't
2: mind it. I, I mind
0: when it's really windy.
2: Uh yeah, that's that that's, that's true. the part that really gets us all, I think. But when
0: it's just cold and, and snowy, I don't I don't mind that at all. I had some fun earlier this week. I saw Facebook pictures of uh Aaron skating with his kids. Trying so, to skate. Add I'm skating tribal. to the many talents of Aaron Spitzner. And oh, then my. I found out that he's not that good. No, no, no. <laughs> I,
2: I said bad bad. Back up here. We're gonna we're gonna cross that off the you list. You had hockey skates yeah. on though. Yeah, those are from Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa <laughs> brought them to me. I don't even.
1: I don't even attempt. I will not even put <laughs> skates on. I am the worst. I will scare. hit my head on that ice so fast. Oh, yeah.
0: falling backwards I'm yeah. getting one of those. No- oh man, I'll be. Well, then try having your nephew chase you with a
2: shovel on the ice. <laughs> that makes it. You're gonna either learn quick or you're gonna. Just fall down on purpose. Just yes. Well, it depends yourself. how old the nephew
0: yeah. is. I assume he's a younger child. Yeah. Well, here's what we're going to do today. First off, we're going to talk about Social Security to begin the show. Later on in the show, we're going to hear uh, from, I believe, Aaron Kowal and the Boss Minute, as always, the sexy segment, which is about wealth management and preservation. By way of background, the Kowal Investment Group with locations, the world headquarters, in Waukesha, also in Port Washington, beautiful office with a view of Lake Michigan, the Phoenix, Arizona office, and of course, where Spitzner, I believe, has your wonderful view of Highway 20. We're yes, seeing it's beautiful. I recommend
2: everybody come down and, and stop by. And, and it's, a, it's a great great office, great location, actually, right off the, uh, right off the freeway, recently remodeled. And uh, yeah, it's as, new. as you mentioned, it's a great view of Highway 20.
0: You can't ask for much more yes. than that. Yep. The Waukesha, as I mentioned, the world headquarters is, is a beautiful location as well. Go to thekowalway.com for more information, K-O-W-A-L. They also do the market updates uh, Monday through Friday along with Marie and you guys provide us with all the business news we need during the week all in one minute on both WIBA Madison where this show is now airing as well and WISN in Milwaukee. All right that's the background of the Kowal Investment Group. On the retirement clinic a big part of our retirement plan Joe still is social security but it's not enough on its own of course. Correct and we get the question a lot. People are
1: worried you know, is Social Security going to be around? You know, you hear a lot of things, especially during this last year in an election year, a lot of talk about, um, you know, will my Social Security benefits change? Will they be reduced? Uh, are we going to, you know, is the, are we going to run out of money? Um, should we even plan on Social Security for our retirement? And so I wanted to address some of those. There was a recent article in, in Kiplinger's magazine on uh, Social Security. Are we in trouble Will our benefits be reduced? Was the title of the article,
0: and you're going to give us the answer, right? Yeah,
1: we're going to kind of walk through that. Um, according to the Social Security Board of Trustees, beginning this year in 2021, um, the program's annual costs um, will exceed the program's income. So, okay, what are the program's annual costs? Well, that that are the the um, the payouts that they're making to all the individuals that have filed for benefits and and obviously administrative costs too. And so so what are what is the income coming in for Social Security? That is, you know, employee and employer payroll taxes and then interest earnings on the uh, Social Security Trust Fund. Um, so once the annual costs exceed the income, which is going to happen this year, they're going to have to start dipping into the Social Security Trust Fund, uh-oh. And so, if they don't make some changes, then the that trust fund would the estimates right now would say that trust fund would run out in about 2034. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that Social Security is gone? No. Uh, no Thirteen it years away. It just right means, around the time that I'll be in my retirement. Right. Right. <laughs> And 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 what has happened over the years, you know, there's been demographic changes over the years. So now we have people living lo- a lot longer and they're on Social Security benefits a lot longer. Uh, we have a birth rate that has decreased. Oh, man. Big um, time. Big time. Nobody's know. having People are babies. all, you know, only, you know, having two kids and stopping there um, instead of having four or five, six kids. You don't hear of that much anymore um so there are are less people putting money into the uh that is
0: true into the social security fund and look at that Um, boomer generation how many are in their retirement right now right right and you know there's thousands of people retiring every day so
1: you know you you can first of all is there going to be a shortfall yes there is going to be a shortfall um will you not have benefits there for you. No, that's the, the good part. You're the good thing about social security is that there are always people putting money into the fund, you know, committing money through their payroll taxes, both employers and employees. So that's the good part, you know, um, the fund is not going to run out, so there's going to be something there. When, will, it, will it be reduced? Possibly.
0: Possibly. It just doesn't seem fair for somebody that's been kicking money in their entire life, right, to get there to that age and then not have Social Security. When right. Jeff Kowal is on, and we talk about this, and Carol Richson is often on, too, yep. um, who's you know an expert at at this. and They say it's such a political uh, hot potato kind of. Nobody wants to touch it. Nobody wants to be the one that gets rid of it. Right. Then again, we do, politics are politics, right? What right. we're witnessing right now, there's a lot of changes going on. Yep. So who knows? But in your in your belief, that date it doesn't mean the end of social security.
1: No, no. Yeah, and that's that's the point. Thanks for pointing that out. That's the point I wanted to make, you know, don't first of all if you're worried about not having any benefits for social security, don't worry about that. There are going to be some benefits there. We're just going to have to make some adjustments here in the next few years um, to make sure that those younger
0: generations don't see a reduction in their benefits. Social security is never intended, though, to be a retirement plan. Correct.
1: Uh, Right now, if you look at the numbers, um, social security benefits represent about 33% of the income Among those 65 and older, so about 33 percent, so a a third, third. yeah, so a third of the income, not 100, not 100, just a third, no. So you know the 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 overall advice that we would give, and we give all the time, you know, save early, save often, right? So save as much as you possibly can, start as early as possible. Um, Do not rely on Social Security to to cover the majority of your income in retirement. I mean that's that's an easy one, but then we 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 get back to the question. Okay, how do we fix this issue that we're in with demographics changing and our expenses in Social Security now exceeding the income? Um, and it it's it's not rocket science we're talking about here. It's pretty simple. A couple approaches. Do we add to the revenue side, and how do we do that, or do we cut? the benefits and cut the expenses. Right. So how do we do that? So you're
0: going to have to raise the tax, right? Wouldn't that be the only way?
1: No, no, not the only way. Um, that is one of the ways. Um, so an increase in payroll taxes. So right now, um, currently, uh, each individual is contributing about 6.2% of their income to social security. And then your employer is kicking in an additional 6.2% for a total of 12.4%. So there is a proposal, there, there are some thoughts in a proposal out there to increase, you know, those payroll taxes. And one of the proposals is to increase it um, 0.1% increase per year for about the next 19 years. Um so that would, you know, and, and that that and then we would get to about a fourteen point four percent max. So, you know, that's one of the options, and that would that would reduce the shortfall by about forty six percent over the next seventy five years. Hmm. So, you know, that that's that's one way to do it.
0: So you increase the payroll taxes. Now, when you sit down with your clients at the Kowal Investment Group, Aaron Spitzer, Spitzer, I'll ask you this question. Oh. Obviously, it's a part of your plan. Yeah, Social Security. But if it's only a third, the other two thirds got to come from somewhere else. So you, you include, you plan around that Social Security checks. But uh, when can I first start taking Social Security? At what age? Sixty-two. Okay.
2: Yeah. So we'll. Um, so you know. So Social Security is. Um, it, it for most people, it's that. Um, just steady income that's going to be coming in uh, no matter what happens, regardless of what's happening in the market. Uh, and then on top of that, they'll have a, a portion of their portfolio that they that they draw on. And actually, a little later in the show here, we're going to talk about exactly how much that is from your portfolio and some uh, potential changes uh, to, that, to that rate that you could take out of your per percent that you could take out of your portfolio as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, but actually, interesting fact here, uh, you know, the first person who took Took social security benefits. Her name her name was Ida Fuller, and she paid in. Here I have the numbers here. You have the the year. I have the Wikipedia pulled up here. so this is a very well. Then it's gotta be. This is very very. So you got it on the internet. (laughs) It's gotta be true. (laughs) Of course. She paid in twenty four seventy five in social security tax, and she collected twenty two thousand eight hundred and eighty eight dollars. So you want to talk about getting off to the wrong, you know, <laughs> on the wrong foot uh, in, in terms of being right. underfunded? Uh, right. That that is basically one of the issues is the amount of people that are, you know what they pay in uh, relative to what they take out in social security benefits and. And originally, it wasn't set up to be something that, like you mentioned, Paul, like it wasn't set up to be something that you rely on in retirement. It was meant to be something there if you happen to live a long time. Right. Well, now it's become a part of our retirement plan, uh, putting it in there, saying, hey, you can get some steady income from Social Security, but also you'll need to supplement that with, a, with your portfolio. Well, yeah, for savings. those that
0: can't work for disability reasons and things like yeah. that, that's why it's there, right?
1: Right. And where it gets... I guess I will call it emotional. That's your money that they've taken out of your paycheck. And when it's going, you want it to be directed. If they're going to take more money from you and you're not going to get a benefit, that's one of the options. We'll talk about that in a minute. But raising the, um, the limit on wages uh, subject to tax, um, that's one of the things. But uh, if, if they're going to raise that, that might be an option for higher income earners. Um, but I want that money to go to people that really
0: need it. Of course. You know, and, I have a friend so, that's legally blind and, yeah. and he can't work, you know, yeah. so he's on social yeah. security. Well, yeah. and again, it's not meant to live on. He needs you need more than that, just like you do in retirement. Right. It's the same thing. Right. Well, hold that thought because we're gonna come back, we're gonna get the boss minute on the business owner's savings and security segment with. Aaron Kowal and Aaron Spitzner is your host, along with Joe Still. The Still Spitz Show continues on the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group. I'm Paul Kronforst, every Saturday on WISN and WIBA in Madison. We'll take a quick break. By the way, we are live, so if you have questions that pop up along the lines of Social Security or any retirement question and your retirement plan, We'll open up phone lines right now on the Academic Mortgage talk and text line. That number is 414 799 1130. We'll be right back.
3: Welcome back to The Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with The Boss Minute. Business owners, savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Whether you're planning on selling your business in the near future or down the road, you're probably hoping for a sizable return on the business that you've put so much hard work into. However, if you're not careful, you could leave money on the table and walk away with less than you deserve. There are four big mistakes that could derail the sale or sale price of your business. The first is failing to effectively negotiate with providers. Often the amount of money a company is worth is strongly influenced by the negotiations between the buyer and the seller. But it's not only negotiating with potential acquirers that is important. The business owner should also negotiate agreements and contracts with their own professionals involved with the sale process. Next is failing to properly prepare key personnel for the sale. A successful business is dependent on its key personnel. Making sure those people are incentivized to stay with the business and its new owners can be critical to the sale and the sale price. Third is failing to financially prepare the company for sale. Making sure the business financials are as appealing to an acquirer as possible can translate to a significantly higher sale price. Last is failing to eliminate likely deal killers. There are a number of possible deal killers that can derail the sale of your business. For instance, if the company has existing tax problems, buyers will likely push down the price. Business owners don't get a do-over if the sale of their business doesn't go as well as they hoped. Therefore, it is crucial to avoid mistakes that can diminish your company's value. If you need help preparing for the sale of your business, give our office a call at 262-522-4040.
0: Aaron Kowal here on WISN and WIBA, the retirement clinic with the Boss Minute for business owners, their savings, and their security. Welcome back with Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner from the Kowal Investment Group. Okay, a little bit more on social security. We've got the sexy segment coming up. If you've got a retirement question, you can certainly call us or text us on the Acunet line, 799-1130. Back to social security. I thought Spitzner said before, Joe. 62 is when we can start taking it doesn't mean we have to at 62 right right
1: yeah we and and if if you have questions and need help about social security we do this every day we have this conversation with every single one of our clients when do i start taking benefits when does it make the most sense uh we can help you with that 262-522-4040 we'll help walk you through that process that's
0: 262-522-4040 yes
1: or com. Yep. We we post a lot of great information through uh, our blogs. We have all of our advisors writing regular blogs and um, post a lot of good information on retirement, um, investing, all those topics. So getting back to how do we fix this issue that we're running into with Social Security and um, and our annual cost in Social Security exceeding the income coming in. We talked a little bit about increasing payroll taxes, um, and the next one we taught we started to broach this subject of increasing that limit on on wages, subject to tax. So the current cap right now is one hundred and forty-two thousand eight hundred dollars. So once you hit that, um, they don't take out Social Security anymore. So you know if you're in that if if you're above that income annual income uh, bracket. You would see your income go up, your paycheck go up a little bit at the end of the year um, once you hit that number. So the, you know, one option would be to start increasing that on higher income earners. Um, so there's a big debate going out uh, right now between, you know, the Biden administration and some others on, you know, do we increase that um, limit on wages above 400000 and then Those individuals would pay more, but they would not get the benefit to that.
0: You know, you guys often do pop quizzes and ask me questions. It's your turn. Callers are calling you on social security questions. Are you ready to answer them? (laughs) We'll give it our best shot. We'll give it a whirl. At least we'll get a couple in quickly here before we get to the sexy segment. Aaron Spitzner, you've got something for us, too. You want to give us a little tease? On your topic, oh yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about income planning. Uh, as
2: we as we mentioned before, with Social Security, another uh, you know, another way to supplement your uh, retirement income is with your portfolio or your investments, your savings, and and how much you can pull from your savings. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what that percent is that you can safely pull out, and maybe some revisions to that percentage uh-huh. by the founder of the four percent rule.
0: The 4% rule is, yeah, There you've got some news on that. Yes, yes. So I'm we'll sure. leave that. That's And also, not just Social Security, but any retirement question about your plan, give us a call. We've got lines open. Let's go to Karen, who's calling from Watertown. Good morning, Karen.
3: Good morning. How are you guys?
0: Doing, good. Doing great. Thanks yeah. for calling, Karen.
3: Good. Actually, I have two questions. Is your Social Security taxed first when it's pulled out and then when you receive it? And second question is, as a spouse, can I draw on that at any time or do I have to wait for husband to draw his?
1: So the first question, um, yes, you could um, be taxed up to 85% of your social security is subject to tax when you start taking your benefits. So that is question one. and there's a, there's a formula that goes into that. Uh, obviously, I don't want to get into that here, but we could help you with that offline. Um, okay. And then the next question is, um, do, are you eligible to collect on your spouse's benefits? And the answer to that is yes. Um, you have to reach age 62, um, and your spouse has to start collecting on his um, or her. Uh, Social Security if you um, if your spouse does not hit uh, full retirement age um, then the the benefits that you receive on your spouse would be um, would be lowered so if, if your spouse waits till their full retirement age to collect their benefits and you start say at 62 um, collecting on on his or her benefits then um, the max, I think, is about 35% that you could collect on his number. Um, you can get up to 50% um, if you wait until you hit full retirement age to collect on his benefits So or her benefits. So, yes, absolutely. Um, and, and that's one thing we help our clients with all the time is figuring out that strategy of when each spouse should start collecting. Um, and maybe okay. it makes sense... For one spouse to start collecting early at 62 on their benefits. And the other if wait. They qualified. And the other wait. And then, um, because if you do wait, there is a benefit. It's about 8% a year. Your your benefits will go up. pretty significant amount. Yeah, yeah. And, and I always look at it, too. Um, if you're not going to take the income from Social Security and you need it to live on, where would you take it from? That's a huge question to answer. Um, if you're going to take it out of your IRA, um, you may want to start taking social security early if you want to leave some of that IRA to your, your heirs at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a, there's a lot that goes into that conversation. That's why I said, if, um, each situation's a little different and it, it can get pretty
0: complicated. So, uh, give our office a call. We'd be happy to help. Okay. Thanks for thank the call. You. Yeah, Karen, thank you for the phone call. I, so we mentioned your office phone number. It's 262-522-4040 for the Cowall Investment Group. A lot of people call the office Monday through Friday with questions. What do you think? Did Joe still pass that pop quiz?
2: Oh, yeah. I think he, he got it all right. I was fact-checking him here. Uh, you
0: get, no. <laughs> you guys are notorious for putting me in the spot so I had no. to take a question. That, it,
2: one other and, thing too is like it, you just got to be careful if you're taking social security benefits early and you're working, they'll actually withhold benefits from you if you earn over a certain threshold of income. I think it's like 18 19,000. So they'll withhold benefits, they'll give them back to you once you hit full retirement age, but it's just one of those things to be careful if you're going to work part-time, just make sure you you are mindful of what those income limits are.
0: Yeah, it it is interesting, Joe, when you're talking about when to start taking social security, there's a certain strategy there. Yeah, And I'm sure that's what you work with on your clients. I didn't mean to interrupt your whole social security topic. Did you finish the important parts?
1: Uh, Pretty much. The the last one I had was just raising the full retirement age is another fix. So, and I wanted to, I wanted to, I'll, I'll wrap this up right now. I, I think most likely what we're going to see to fix this issue is a combination of a, of a few of these fixes. You know, I think they're probably going to have to raise the full retirement age for younger generations. Um, if you are in, in, in this pointed this, they made this point in the article. If you are 55 or older and you're collecting Social Security right now, you should not be overly worried about your benefits being cut. Um, and and I and I agree with that. Uh, so don't worry if you're in that boat of, I'm already taking benefits. I'm getting close to taking benefits. They're not going to cut your benefits. So I'm okay. Yeah, you should be okay. (laughs) I'm 54. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're going to look out and, and most likely cut the benefits of the younger generation if they need to, but they can fix these issues by a, you know, a combination of, of a few of these things. But to get back to our original point, um, or our original advice.
0: Yeah. How many... Save early, save often. Exactly. That, that, that social security, what did you say? 33%... 33%. ...goes to your overall retirement yes. plan. Of so peop- Of people 65
1: and older, 33% of their income comes from social security. Got so, it. Yeah. So most people have saved outside of that. Um, and and that's our advice. Uh you know, uh, people get fixated on returns and everything. It, it's how much you save over over a long period of time is really going to determine how successful
0: your retirement it's is. It's personal responsibility. It's really yes. up to you. And if you need help, that's why you guys are there as an advisor. But you've got to look in the mirror and say, this retirement account is up to me. i got to make this happen. Absolutely. I mean, usually it's done through 401K, maybe right. pension in some cases. Uh, so now we're going to turn our attention to Aaron Spitzner. Are we going to do this for... And a half percent thing? Yeah, why not? So I think it'll be fun. Give us the background on this.
2: Yeah, so this is actually an article from Barrons that they had uh, it out there, and it was titled "The Originator of the Four Percent Rule Thinks It's Off the Mark." Uh, he says it's it now could be up to four point five percent. So by history, there's a, a financial advisor out there by the name of William Benjamin. Um, and, and prior to reading this article, I did not know he was the originator of the 4% rule, uh, but he is now a retired financial advisor. And again, he came up with a 4% withdrawal rate as, as the rule of thumb, uh, for withdrawal rules in retirement. So what does that mean? It basically means that, um, when you get into retirement, uh, what can you safely pull from your portfolio on an annual basis, uh, the, the number would be 4%. So you multiply your portfolio value by 4%. Uh, so at a million dollar portfolio, you're looking at $40,000.
0: That you pull annually.
2: Pull annually. And then every year, he he states you could adjust that for inflation every year going forward. Okay,
0: but this whole, f- now it's four and a half.
2: So <laughs> so yeah, so now he, he, he goes back. Now, there was a lot of criticism from this 4% rule that he originally took because when he created this rule, he was a Pretty young guy, and he was new to the industry, and he, he was getting asked the questions a lot. It's like, how much can I take from my portfolio? What's the safe mark? And and the numbers are all over the board. There was no consistent um, like percentage that you can take. Every advisor is making up their own rule. Well, he back tested all these figures, and he looked at four percent, and then he said, this is the. The right number, 4%, he came up with. And and since then, a lot of people have-
0: It's like a rule of thumb. Yeah,
2: they back-tested right? it. They've looked at all the different time periods, and they, and they find that 4%, if you take 4% out, your money will last 30 years.
0: But 4% of a million dollars is a lot more than 4% of $25,000. Correct. Right. <laughs> well, now- You need to have enough in that retirement plan.
2: Actually, with interest rates being as low as they are, um, some researchers, researchers have said, wait, wait. Four percent is actually is, is off the market. It's that, too low. It, no, it, it's too high. No, really? they're they're coming at him saying no, no. It's actually it should be it could be as low as two point four percent. Wow, well, and, and that's not that something seems that, low to me, doesn't it? That's not it? something we we follow. We we look at the four to four and a half percent as as what we find comfortable for our clients.
0: Aaron, hold that thought, Spencer. We got a break now, right? We're on this network oh, clock. There's a good teaser here. No, it's we'll a come teaser. Back to this yes, yeah. hold that thought because I want to talk about that. Uh, it's and it's a great topic that you're bringing up. The new four percent is four and a half, right? According to William Benjamin, According where, that's where to this is. guy. This is yeah. from Barron's. Uh, we'll come back to that. We do have to break. We're on a network clock being on WIBA in Madison and WISN in Milwaukee. You are listening to The Retirement Clinic with the Cowal Investment Group. Aaron Spitzner and Joe Still are your hosts. I'm Paul Kronforst. The Still Spitz Show will continue after this. Ain't no more now. I just want to sip it till the pain wears off. We are back on WISN and WIBA. The Retirement Clinic continues Saturday mornings with Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner from the Kowal Investment Group. The sexy segment just moments away. You hear that music. Uh, and we had to take that break be- because of our large network that we're on. And, you know, you got to stay in time. This 4% or 4.5% rule, Aaron, let's finish this uh discussion.
2: Yeah, so going going back to the uh the four to four and a half percent rule of what you could take out of your portfolio. This was an article in, in Barron's and, and the the author or the uh the founder of the four percent rule William Benjamin um he uh he now after doing some more research he's correcting his original thought that you could safely take out four percent and he's increasing that number to four and a half percent and why is he doing that? Um he he's His original research was based on only two asset classes, and he said if you're invested in large cap stocks and intermediate term bonds, uh, you could take out safely 4%. Now, he said, well, wait a second. I'm going to add small cap stocks into that uh, equation. There's a little bit more growth in, in those small cap stocks, and because of that, He now feels comfortable recommending up to four and a half percent per year. So you're getting a little bit of a pay raise. Again, at at a million dollars, you were at uh, what forty thousand dollars a year. Now you're at forty five thousand. Forty five. So maybe that takes care of some of the some of the tax that you're paying on those withdrawals. Gives you a little bit more money in your pocket at the end of the day. Um, So so again, his his summary just comes down to you know you may be safe in that in that four to four and a half percent range um and this is very uh it's contrary to some other publications out there that are saying you should actually be lowering your rate of withdrawal uh, given the low interest rates that we're, we're seeing and what's
0: interesting in here we just picked a randomly a nice even number right a million dollars yeah every case is different yep. some people have much more in their retirement plan some have much less mm-hmm. is the goal always joe to not touch that principal keep that million add a million and just take the interest?
1: No, not at all. Okay. And so you, you talked about it earlier, it's it's every individual and their goals. Um and and we talked to them about what what are your goals with this money? Some people don't want to leave the money to anybody.
0: They want they want to spend it. They want to spend it all. I've got a million dollars. I yeah, I'll take the four four and a half percent, but I need more than that. Right. Well, I mean, forty five thousand dollars a year is not much to live on. No. Well, and, st- like we and, talked
2: and, about with social security, though, you put social security on top of that. Yeah. And then maybe your spouse has a, a retirement plan, or maybe there's some pension income coming in, and uh, or you know, an annuity you inherited from somebody. But and and it all adds up.
1: There are so many variables. Look at the, this last year. Savings rates are through the roof because. We have not been able to live a normal life. We haven't been able to go to entertainment events. you know. We have not been able to travel like we normally do. You look at a retiree that normally travels a lot, they saved a ton of money over the they last did. year.
0: You're right. And, and those that have not been affected with their job, not furloughed, not laid off, right, and still make the same amount or more, they're not spending. So they're saving more. right, Or they're spending it. Right. Right. You know, a remodeling the house or whatever the case yeah. is, buying a car? Right. And that's why, you know, it's
1: important to have a plan put together, uh, meeting with a professional on a regular basis to review that plan. You may, and most people start off when they're young and, and active in their early retirement, and they spend more. You know, if, if all of a sudden you're not working... What are you doing? Most, what are you doing? <laughs> most of the things are probably going to cost money. You're going to realize... And that's why, you know, I read an article recently that said a lot of times your your spending goes up.
0: Yeah. From from where you left off. I think it would for me. I right. think if I'm not working, I'm retired. I'm gonna. I went snowmobiling this last week with a cousin of mine in Washington County, all over Slinger, Kewascom. Yeah. The trails were wonderful, and I forgot how fun it was because I haven't done it in years. Yeah. Well, Are you gonna buy a, gonna a snowmobile? Buy new Polaris is about twelve k. I need one of those. If I'm retired, I need a snowmobile. Right. I've got an ATV. I've got that covered. I need a snowmobile. Yeah. So you look at
1: that 4.5%. You know, your first few years, you might be at 6%. And
0: it's okay as long as you're managing Might go to Arizona for a little vacation. Might go to Florida. Right. Of course, we can't leave the country anymore, apparently. Right. Right. But when this guy adds small caps
1: into the the equation, small cap companies, if you look, and, and he's looking over the long term. Have provided a higher return than large caps over the long term, mm-hmm. but they've also had a little more risk, a little
0: more risk, a little more return. Well, what's your own personal opinion? Um, this guy's not a quack or anything, right? And he's he's, and he's well a,
2: respected. He's an MIT grad. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- he's a guy that I, again, it's, he's well respected. They people have back tested it. They try to poke holes in the plan and. And they haven't
0: been able to. Yeah, uh, you will hear them we, for. I've, I mean, I've heard that for years. I just never knew who the yeah. guy was.
1: But we've seen it. We've seen actual numbers with our yeah. clients that have been drawing off their portfolio. I've had, I probably had ten conversations over the last four weeks with clients that are are looking at their portfolio, saying, "I've been drawing three and a half, four, five percent for twenty years, Ooh. and and it's worked, and it's worked very well." You know, we look at the last two years, the returns that we've had in portfolios. Look at a 60 40 portfolio. The return has been amazing the last two years because both stocks
0: and bonds have provided huge returns that is, over the last two years. That is a years. good point. Again, case by case, every person's different. Right. Um, okay, Joe, we got to get to the sexy segment because we're getting down to the end of the show. We got to take a break. Now the stage is yours.
1: Yeah, this is a, a quick one. An article, again, I found in Kiplingers that I think is. Um, it, it it I had a question from a client recently about are my assets protected if something happens to Coal Investment Group if something happens to um, the custodian you know we're, we're Fidelity is our custodian something happens to them and the client's assets go missing um, so obviously there's very 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 small chance that that's going to happen um, but in that case, you know, what if that does happen? Um, and uh, client's assets are protected in a couple of ways. One, if they're in a bank, you have what's called FDIC insurance, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, and your assets are insured uh, $250 per deposit per bank for each account ownership category. As long as you have that in a bank, um, if you have it, and what's covered? Checking, savings, money market, deposit accounts, certificates of deposit, cashier's checks, money orders. Those things are protected under the FDIC if they're sitting in a bank. Um, so there is a, a good amount of protection there $250,000. So, what about brokerage accounts or investment accounts? Do I have any protection there? Um, and that protection, as long as the firm is a member of the Securities Investor Protection Corporation, or SIPC, um, they guarantee up to $500,000 $500, per brokerage account with a limit of $250,000 in cash. So it's, so what would be covered there? Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, cash that's on deposit to purchase securities, So one distinction I wanted to make there is it is $500,000 per account, per brokerage account type. Okay. So, Paul, if you had $500,000 in an IRA, Mm -hmm. that's protected up to $500,000. Again, if um, the organization that was holding those assets went bankrupt, your assets went missing, again, very, very small chance of that happening. But you do have some protection in place there. So I so would always SIPC. hear at the end of
0: these commercials. FDIC insured member S I P C all of that stuff. Yes. That's what that means. Yeah,
1: yeah. So there are investor protection. Nobody listens in to place. those disclaimers, but no, but it's... for higher net worth individuals that have a lot of money, you know, this is this is important to understand this, right? Um, and and it's per account. So if you had five hundred thousand dollars in an IRA, five hundred thousand dollars in a Roth. And then let's say um, you and your wife had uh, $500,000 in a joint account. Mm-hmm. So all of those would have protections um, up to
0: $500,000. Yeah, so, we are protected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was sexy enough. I hope so. That's There's some we, protection <laughs> out there. Uh, well, we call it the sexy segment because it's about wealth management and preservation. Okay. And that's the key. You get to a certain amount. Let's pick that million that you mentioned before, Aaron, it's just an easy number to pick. You, you want to preserve that amount. You don't want to see that drop, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So uh, so you have the, uh, in, in terms of, uh, we, we've covered all aspects of it now, really, in terms <laughs> we of, what, of what you could withdraw safely, safely from that portfolio without uh, draining those assets too quick, you know, relying on that and Social Security and then also the protection side of it in case yeah. – Make sure you're working with a reputable firm that has a reputable uh, custodian that's that's handling those assets as well.
0: Like the Kowal Investment Group. Oh, yes. yeah, this is perfect. what you guys do. Now, retirement is your specialty at the COWAL Investment Group. We'll take our last break. We'll, we'll come back quickly. Are you guys surprised at how solid the market's been considering COVID, considering the economy, the travel, the hospitality? You know, certain sectors are really hit hard. Are you surprised at all? Uh, I'm not really surprised
1: um, because we came into this pandemic very, very strong.
0: Yeah, there it is. We're looking at the Fox screen behind you. Yeah, Dow up for the week 3.9%.
1: Everything's up. And then the the Federal Reserve has kept interest rates really low. And our government has printed a whole boatload of money. Oh, yes, they have. And so to to help get us through this. um, And there's so much money in the marketplace right now. Uh, There's so much liquidity, yeah, and there's
0: pent-up demand. Boy, you nailed it, Joe, right before COVID. I mean, about a year ago from now, almost a year ago exactly, right, when it hit, we were just kicking butt, strong, solid economy, and for the most part, you're saying it still is. I would
1: say um, I would not worry a whole lot of going into a recession over the next year to year and a half. Um, We're watching very closely the policies that are going to be um, new administration. New administration put in play. And yeah. we're watching uh, the most important thing. Will those policies have a negative impact on the economy and, going forward? And
0: if they do, you make adjustments to your portfolio. Right. You, yep. You, yep. You have to do that. So, okay, we'll come right back. The coalway.com has all the information. Final comments on the Still Spitz Show as we continue on WISN and WIBA. We are back with The Retirement Clinic, and just Aaron Spitzner, and Joe Stiller, here to piggyback off what we said before.
2: Yeah, we you asked about are we surprised. Um, no, we're not surprised. As a matter of fact, a lot of our clients have done uh, very well uh, with their allocation and their exposure to stocks, and what we're looking at doing right now is is rebalancing. Uh, it might be a good strategy for most of you listeners out there. If you have a good amount of, of uh, equity or stock in your portfolio, you started back in September. Uh, Maybe at 60% stock. Maybe now you're at 65% stock. A good time to sell high, buy low, rebalance, get back to your target mix of 60/40. Um, just in case we do have something maybe coming down, you know, one of those typical five to 10% corrections that we see uh, throughout really any uh, calendar year. So.
0: Just a, a good way to balance your
2: risk in the portfolio.
0: It's a good way to wrap up the show, a good reminder. If you want to reach out, we did not mention social media, but all the links like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Go to coalway.com. Great website, Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, and, of course, Racine. We thank Joe Still, Aaron Spitzner for a great show. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. All right. Thank Do. you. Take care. And, uh, hey, we're back next week, every Saturday, live on WISN and WIBA.